And hello, everyone, and welcome to our program, The Truth Will Set You Free, Bible Prophecy Edition. I'm Vic Batista, along with my co-host, Nathan Jones, and we are with Lamb Lion Ministry. We thank you for being part of our program today, The Truth Will Set You Free. So we get started with today's program. We're going to open up with a question, how does God feel about witchcraft? We're going to talk about that today. So stay tuned for today's program. Before we continue, I'm going to ask my co-host, Nathan Jones, if he will open us up with a word of prayer. Lord Jesus, we thank you so much for all the people that have tuned in, Lord. Uh, you've led them to you through us, and we just don't take that for granted. We pray you'll speak through us, Lord. Empty us so that only the people hear your words as we read your text and study Ezekiel. We thank you, Lord, and praise your name. Amen. Amen. Again, you're tuning into our Truth Will Set You Free Bible Prophecy Edition. Vic Batista, Nathan Jones with Lamb Lion Ministries. Again, our topic is that of Ezekiel, and as we're talking about witchcraft. And before we continue, I'm going to welcome my co-host to the program, Nathan Jones. Nathan, it's great to have you on. Hey, brother. It's always good to be on with you this week. Very, very excited, Nathan, as we get rolling on today's program. Uh, of course, Nathan, we oftentimes take a minute or two uh, just to uh, bring some things to the attention of our listeners. Our country is ever-changing we did a conference um, just a few weeks ago, storm warning, and it had to do with various signs. And you spoke about the sign of nature. And Nathan, talking about that weather in Texas, from what I understand, has been so bizarre. <laughs> well, brother, it's been bizarre all over the planet. But uh, yeah, I'm based here in the Dallas, Texas area. And uh, we've been getting 100 plus degree consecutive days for two months. And We've been extreme uh, drought, and we've been praying, Lord, please bring the rain. Well, he not only brought it this month in August, but he brought it all. We broke every record. We had over 10 inches all at once here in the Dallas area. Uh, state of emergency, same thing. I've been re uh, read in previous weeks, uh, of course, in uh, Las Vegas, up in Flagstaff, Arizona, out there um, in California, wherever there's been extreme droughts. Uh, the Lord gives us the rain finally, but all at once. So, yes, it's it's been pretty dynamic. But we don't get the hurricanes as much as like you do back in Florida. But uh, crazy weather all over the planet. And it's just as Jesus prophesied in Matthew 24 and Luke 21 that in the last days, one of the signs, the sign of nature especially, would be increasing in frequency and intensity. So, uh, you know, the world might scream global warming and man-made climate change, but brother, it's God. He is sovereign, and he's got the weather all in his hands. Yeah, Nathan, and, and that's why I was praying for you. I said, let me let me pray. I don't want to, I'm, I'm wondering if I have to send Nathan a boat to go rescue him, but I'm so glad that you're doing good. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of funny, too, because I, I, we're located here at Lamb and Lion Ministries, just north of Dallas, and uh, I've gotten, for the last few days, people calling in, hey, what's wrong with you? Are you guys okay? And all through last week, hey, what's up? What's up? And I'm like, what are they talking about? Because up here north of Dallas, we we got a few inches, but it's down just south of Dallas is where they really got all the floods. So, you know, praise the Lord. Uh, Lamb and Lion Ministries here up near McKinney, Texas is doing well. Uh, we didn't get flooded, but we really needed that rain and that cooler weather. So praise the Lord. That is awesome, Nathan. Well, one of the things that we like to do as we do our program and talk about the different events is that there's certain signs. One of the signs that I believe, or some of the signs we see right before that, the signs of nature, the signs of lawlessness. We see that, Nathan, in this crazy 
uh, hideous shootings. Uh, in the news this week, it was there in uh, Oklahoma, the shooting of the police officer that went to uh, evict a person from their home and, and they just started firing and, 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 and fatally shot one of the officers. And again, all these things that are happening uh, and people wonder, are we seeing signs of the soon return of the Lord today? And I often have to say, just open your eyes. And we're really living in those days that the Bible speaks about. Yes, and that's why Lamb and Lion Ministries exists. We're a Bible prophecy teaching ministry. And <clears throat> excuse me, our, our mission is to proclaim the soon return of Jesus Christ. We believe that he's coming soon because Jesus said, you will know that my time is coming when these various signs, which he gives in Matthew 24 and Luke 21, will increase in frequency and intensity. Interestingly enough, false prophets, which is our topic for today, but we'll get in deeper, but also wars and rumors of wars, natural disasters like earthquakes, plagues, fearful events in the sky, social upheaval, uh, threats against Israel and Jerusalem, uh, persecution of Christians, and the list goes on. And he said that these, although we've had them all throughout history, would increase in frequency and intensity the closer we got to his return. Well, Brother, we are living in a time of tremendous upheaval, both socially and in weather. And the super sign that the Lord gives us is Israel, that Israel as a dead nation would come back to life again and control Israel and take the land, and which is a desolate wasteland that barely anybody lived, and turn it fruitful and bring the language back and be a military presence in the world and fulfill all these end-time Bible prophecies. Well, since 1948, May of 1948, Israel's a nation again. So that's the super sign that makes all the other signs uh, clearer that we are living in these end times. So when you ask you know, about the weather, and it's happening all over the world in all sorts of different cases, this storm warning conference you talked about, uh, people can go to our YouTube channel, which is Christ in Prophecy, on our YouTube channel and watch the conference. And you covered the social signs, and I covered the weather signs, but we had other speakers cover other signs. And I think, brother, it's very clear that we are living in the last days of the church age and we're getting ready for Jesus to return to take his church up to heaven and bring the wrath that he had promised down onto the world during the tribulation time period. Mm, awesome. Thank you so much, Nathan, for, for that wonderful update. And that's the reality. We've seen so many signs. We spoke about spiritual signs, signs of the occult, signs of deception, false prophets. And here in the book of Ezekiel, uh, we were we were looking at this, Nathan, in one of our segments, uh, talking about the things that Ezekiel himself was experiencing in his time with the people of God and the message that he was bringing for them. And we were looking at Ezekiel chapter 13. And as we continue, for those who don't have a Bible so they can follow along, we're going to be looking at Ezekiel chapter 13, verses 17 uh, through 22. Would you be able, Nathan, to open us up there in Ezekiel chapter 13, verses uh, 17 uh, through 19? And I'll pick up verses 20 and 22. Okay, yeah, let's read it. And then after we're done reading it, we'll give you folks the background about what the context is. Uh, verse 17, uh, likewise, son of man, set your face against the daughters of your people who prophesy out of your own heart and prophesy against them and say, thus says the Lord God, woe to the woman who sew magic charms on their sleeves and make veils for the heads of people of every height to haunt souls. Will you hunt the souls of my people and keep yourselves alive? And will you profane me among my people for handfuls of barley and for pieces of bread, killing people who should not die and keeping people alive who should not live by your lying to my people who listen to lies? 
In verse 20, therefore, thus says the Lord, behold, I am against you magic charms at which you hunt souls. They are like birds. I will tear them from your arms and let let the souls go, the souls of the hunt like birds. I will also tear off your veils and deliver my people out of your hands, and they shall no longer be as prey in your hand. Then you shall know that I am the Lord. In verse 22, because with lies you have made the heart of the righteous sad whom I have not made sad, and you have strengthened the hands of the wicked so that he does not turn from his wicked way to save his life. Wow, Nathan. And, and uh, as we look at this passage, God has something to say regarding those individuals that practice witchcraft and, and the magic arts. Yes. So in the context here, we're about 600 B.C. And uh, God has given Israel, particularly we're now in the southern tribes, Judah and Benjamin, hundreds of years to repent. Moses, back when he brought the people out of the Exodus, had given a prophecy that if you continue to repeatedly rebel against God, God would send judgments in order to bring you back to me. He's always, God is always looking to bring a people to reconcile with him. And that's why he brings judgment on the world. But if you continue to ignore invading armies and loss of crops and droughts and famines and wars and things, then finally I'm gonna exile you out of the land. And this is where we're at the point in Israel's ancient history is that again and again, and the people had gotten so evil that they were even worse than the evil nations that surrounded them. So about 600 or so, King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon began uh, conquering the land of Judah and deporting their people out of it. One of the early deportees was Ezekiel, who became a prophet of the Lord. So Ezekiel's message wasn't only just to the people in exile in Babylon, which is modern-day Iraq, but also to the people who were still in Israel, particularly Jerusalem. So in chapter 13, verses 1 through 16, Ezekiel, who's, he's the son of man here, was given a message to the prophets, the ones who lied. These are the false prophets. Matter of fact, in the end times, the Lord says the, the number one sign that he gives, he says it three times, it points to the Lord's soon return is a proliferation of false prophets in this age. Likewise, they had the same problem. So now that he's done talking about the prophets, starting in verse 17, he starts talking about the prophetess prophetesses. It's a, there's a mouthful there. The female <laughs> false prophets. There you go. <laughs> Nathan, and you know, it's interesting because when we talk about false prophets, immediately what comes to our mind is male men, false prophets. But here we're looking at in verses 17 and on is actually pointing out and bringing about these women, which is uh, a, a type of false prophets leading people uh, away uh, from from the Lord himself. And this is also a very uh, a, a huge topic here that oftentimes people don't pay much attention to because when it comes to witchcraft and the occult and soothsayers, sorcerers, we sometimes think, uh, well, you know, it, it, it's it's no big deal. Uh, God doesn't mind it. it it's, it's fun. It, it's Halloween. It's just festivity. But yet the Bible here says, Nathan, that this is a spiritual problem and they're hunting souls. Oh, absolutely. And that's why in Deuteronomy 18.10, the Lord says, and this is the command of Israel, there shall not be found among you anyone who makes his son or his daughter pass through the fire, or one who practices witchcraft, or a soothsayer, or one who interprets omens, or a sorcerer. So, uh, and the Lord says this because there's a lot of new agey spirit guides, ancient uh, beings that's kind of tied to witchcraft and all, but the Lord knows in reality, 
it's all occultism. It's all Satanism. These spirit beings aren't dead humans. They're, they're these ghosts that they're saying. They're actually demons. And so when people get involved in the occult, they're seeking to use demons to empower them. Either I, I used to work at a bank a long time ago. I ran out of college and I worked with a woman who claimed to be a witch. She said she was a white witch, but she's always wow. and she, even at work. She was dressed like a witch. And I, I was like, well, why do you do it? Well, these these she'd call them ancient spirit beings would give me power to get good parking spots and all the lights are green when I need them. I was like, you sold your soul for green lights. I, I just <laughs> just blew my mind. You know, she wasn't the brightest person, but, you know, you run into people and they are looking for ideas of what's going on in the future. And so here, if you go in the Bible here, of course, there are true prophetesses, people who speak the name of the Lord and the messages come directly from God. I mean, we read about it in Exodus 15, 20, Judges 4, Second uh, Kings 22, and one of the more famous, Acts 21. So we hear a lot about the male prophets, but there were female prophetesses as well. Who the Lord gave them messages, and then they gave those messages to people. The false ones speak in God's name for the purpose not of glorifying the Lord and delivering his message, but for self-glorification. Or, as we read here in verse 19, just to, to make a living. I mean, these are the tarot card readers, the shysters that we see in these tiny little shops. Uh, I remember uh, years back, right? Didn't you buy a church building uh, from a woman who was formerly a tarot card reader or something? Uh, actually, we had a bunch of buildings. One was a funeral home. We were raising the dead. No, I'm just kidding. But <laughs> <laughs> we did. And, and, and right down the block from the funeral home, though, Nathan, it was. We, there was palm reader and tarot card readers. And uh, I mean, it's amazing. Which sometimes you you even have Christian people going into these places thinking it's no big deal. They think, oh, I'm just going to pay a palm reader. They're just going to sh uh, say some things. But the Bible is very clear. There's more tied to this than what people think. Oh, yeah. And it's fascinating, too, to, to read. No, okay. So not only did they do this by making a living, so they would tell your fortune for barley and bread, which is the food substance at that time. But what they'd also do is they'd, they'd tie magic charms on their sleeves. So they were into that cultic practice of using charms. You see New Agers today, you know, where have the satanic... Uh, uh, star or the, the fertility goddess pendants or the stones, you know, that's supposed to be energy stones. Likewise, these people do. They wore charms. They wore bracelets. They sold charms and bracelets uh, with the idea that if you have this magic charm, then you will be able to ward off um, evil or make your crops good. Or, uh, you know, at that time period, it's, it's called animism. It's, it's not monotheism towards Yahweh God, it's animism, the worship of demons. And it's interesting that what you said there about, you know, people think today that it's harmless, it's just fiction, it's, oh, it's just Harry Potter and Halloween and stuff. Uh, people are dying because of their predictions. And this was very weighing on God here is that these people were giving messages, these prophetesses in God's name saying, yes, do this or do that. And the people were getting killed as a result of it. And God's like, I had nothing to do with that. And so that's why in this chapter, he's going to bring swift judgment upon them. 
you know, Nathan, you, you made so many good points, and, and and this is why we're 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 bringing about this and bringing it uh, to today's culture, so that people can tie this together to recognize that this occultic practices witchcraft is happening today, all over, right before our eyes. In the time of Ezekiel, it was a problem, but it's also a a, a, a problem in our time. These women false prophets, these soothsayers. Uh, they're diverting people away from God. In the book of Acts chapter 8, it reminds you of Simon the sorcerer, uh, who likewise wanted uh, power, but it was really more for, for his influence, not so much for the things of the Lord. And Nathan, not only that, but even King Saul at one time, uh, uh, in, in 1 Samuel chapter 28, verse 7, he also was contacting a, a witch, a soothsayer, if you will, to to help guide him, if you will. All the things that were against what God had uh, told his people not to do. Yeah, and, and that's a very, very interesting story because the, the witch of Endor was shocked when Samuel actually showed up. She was a charlatan, just like the ones we're reading here in Ezekiel's time, because God really did send Samuel to give a message to Saul. And that's, hey, you don't call on me, you call on witches and you disobey me, you're going to die today in battle. And sure enough, Saul and his son, Jonathan, died in battle. So that's one of the odd, uh, I think that passage particularly throws some people because they're like, well, look, this witch conjured up Samuel. She didn't do any such a thing. Samuel uh, was uh, sent by God to give a message. He was a prophet even in death. And uh, so that's what we're getting here. But these prophetesses, you know, for money, they were selling out their own people and it is a problem today. I don't know about you, man. I, my kids now are finally old enough. They're out of the teen years. But it breaks my heart when I used to go into the teen sections of bookstores. And it's almost all witchcraft and the occult. The TV shows today aimed at teenagers, witchcraft and occult. Even the older Disney stuff. Uh, you go back all the way to uh, The Sorcerer's Apprentice with Mickey Mouse. You know, it was, oh, well, it's fantasy. It's all witchcraft and the occult. Well, what is witchcraft and the occult? It's demonism and satan worship so brother i i i had a hard time when during the harry potter years because i had friends yeah. who were like oh it's nothing it's no big deal if our kids watch harry potter and i watched all the movies to see what they were about and i i enjoyed them as the stories goes but you know they try to separate the idea there's good sorcery and bad sorcery uh if you saw the latest doctor strange movie you know there's good sorcerers like doctor strange and bad sorceresses like wanda uh, no, according to the Bible, everything that's involved in sorcery is of the occult. And so it's a lie by Satan to trap people in the occult by telling them there's good occult that fights bad occult. It's all bad. Nathan, and you know, one of the things I have my, uh, my own uh, um, personal family member who started dabbling into the occult uh, with the Ouija boards and they thought it was just fun entertainment. And I really believe up to today, Nathan, that this individual was messing around with a demonic uh, entity that they did not know about. And this person actually went into depression. They were almost uh, insane, if you will. And these are real things that happen when people dabble into the occult. And the Bible here tells us that these witches practicing this, it says they were hunting souls. In other words, there's a spiritual entity and it really reminds me what the Bible says in 1 Peter chapter 5, verses 8 and 9, that it speaks about how Satan goes about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. So what you just said, Nathan, is right on. People need to recognize uh, the reality of the occult, the reality of witchcraft, and really the dangers of it. 
Excellent advice. I love what verse 9 says in verse 1 Peter 5. Resist him, steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world. You know, all the sin and suffering we're seeing in the world derives from two things. It derives from our fallen human nature that wishes to rebel against God and do evil, and also the satanic evil demons who are in the world who are trying to conquer the world and set Satan up to be worshipped throughout the world. And all of that is gearing towards that. Now, we read from a prophetic perspective, uh, the tribulation time period, a seven-year time period that the Lord promised will come to the earth where God will send down 21 judgments upon the world to judge the earth for its sin. But it's where Satan finally gets almost to the realization of his goal. And you go back in Isaiah and Ezekiel and read about his ambitions, Satan's ambitions, he wants the worship that's due the creator. He wants to be worshiped. He used to be, as Lucifer, the worship leader in heaven and one of the guardian cherub over the throne of God. And he started coveting what God got. And now banished to earth, he is wanting to be worshipped. And by the uh, middle of the tribulation, all these false, the cultic, uh, the love of uh, this idea of good witchcraft will all go away. And it'll be 100% Satan worship. And people will have to choose to follow Satan and worship him or die. I mean, it's going to get that bad on the earth. Now, you and I as pre-tribulation rapture believers believe the Bible is making the case that if you're saved now, you won't live in the tribulation. The Lord will come back for his church, uh, all those who are saved, and take them up to heaven before that time. But there's going to be a judgment upon the world, brother, and it's going to be a horrible, horrible judgment. And one of the five main sins that define the tribulation time period is sorcery. Mm -hmm. And Nathan, and that is a very good point because uh, verse 22 in Ezekiel chapter 13, they are speak very uh, clearly regarding the effects of these false uh, prophets' lies. It says, because with lies you have made the heart of the righteous sad, whom I have not made sad, and you have strengthened the, the hands of the wicked so that he does not turn from his wicked way to save his life. And Nathan, we find, again, this is very serious. It's almost like the, the modern-day pastors and preachers that tell you that there is no hell, that everything is fine, and that you can just continue on your merry way. And we find here the dangers of that is, is people's eternal uh, souls are at stake, right, Nate? Absolutely. It, and this is what's, what's terrible about this. Uh, see the two audiences in verse 22. One are the righteous people. Uh, they're people, Christians of today, who see all this evil in the world, to see young children caught up in the occult, to see the world crazed with ideas that are unbiblical because they're following after their own lustful desires, as the Bible says. And it makes us sad. Brother, I am burdened each and every day, as I know you are, by how bad the world is getting and how sinful it is and the Bible prophesied that would be the case. But also the other audience is the wicked, because as a prophet in the Old Testament and in the New, the prophet would have to proclaim the word of God. They would foretell the future, but they would also foretell what God's judgment would be on a people unless they repented. So when you have these false prophets and repeatedly you, you see this in the Old Testament as Israel and then Judah were about to be exiled and destroyed, that these false prophets would be proclaiming, no, it's all going to be good. Don't worry about it. Everything will be bountiful and blessings will come to us. And they were leading the people to be trapped in their own sin and not prepare for 
eventual attack to repent and turn to God and ask for him to his protection. And so the wicked perished because they listened to the lies. A lot of times they knew they were lies, sadly, and their lives were lost. And that grieves God. And as Christians, that grieves us too, doesn't it? Nathan, uh, it, it is. And, and, and I'm so glad that God is gr merciful and, and God is gr uh, grateful. But the reality is that that this is happening and uh, Christians, believers, uh, we, we need to be aware. Uh, verse 23 there of Ezekiel chapter 13 says, therefore, you shall no longer envision futility, nor practice divination, for I will deliver my people out of your hands and you shall know that I am the Lord. And Nathan, there's a purpose. God brings about correction. He brings about judgment, but he also puts an end uh, to these practices of divination so that people will know that he is the Lord. And you and I have been going through Ezekiel and we've, we see this phrase repeated throughout the Bible so that people will know that I am the Lord. <laughs> Absolutely. This, this occultic witchcraft and wizardry will come to an end. It's only at this stage in history, it's only going to get worse uh, as the church wanes and eventually is taken off this earth and the Lord's restraining influence on the earth is removed. As the earth moves into the tribulation, uh, sorcery and, and Satan worship will be a commonplace thing. Uh, it will consume the lives of people for those seven years. Uh, but then Jesus Christ returns. He defeats the Antichrist and false prophet. He sends Satan into a pit. The demons are banished to Hades. And for a thousand years, Jesus rules and reigns on this earth in peace and righteousness and justice. But the end of the millennial kingdom, as we call it, Satan will be released. He'll lead many of the children born during the millennial kingdom who wish to rebel against King Jesus, uh, against him. And the Lord won't, won't have a seven-year tribulation or a flood, not like previous wraths. He just sends down fire on destroy them. And that is the end of divination and sorcery. There, there will not be any more until that end of the millennial kingdom. So brother, it, and sadly occultism will play a, a big role in the future, but as Christians, the Bible tells us, we know we can have hope, it will end one day. Woo, amen, that is fantastic. So again, for those of you that, that are part of the program, this is the Truth Will Set You Free Bible Prophecy Edition, Vic Batista, Nathan Jones with Lamb, Lion Ministry. Again, we're looking at the book of Ezekiel, talking about witchcraft, but not only that, but the Bible also brings an indictment when it comes to idolatry. You know, Nathan, chapter 14 also there in Ezekiel is very interesting because we find that not only were these people involved in the occultic practices, but also the leaders were involved in idolatry there in Ezekiel chapter 14, uh, verses 1 through 5. Would you be able to uh, uh, take us, Nathan, through those few verses as we look at this, this next uh, portion of the chapter? If you'd like, uh, in the three minutes we have, uh, I can read it quickly. And then, folks, you want to tune in next episode, we'll uh, dig into it deeper. But verse 14, 1 says, now some of the elders of Israel came to me and sat before me, and the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Son of man, these men have set up their idols in their hearts, and put them that which causes them to stumble into iniquity. Shall I let myself be inquired at all by them? Therefore speak to them and say to them, Thus says the Lord God, Every one of the house of Israel who sets up his idol in his heart and puts before them what causes him to stumble into iniquity, and then comes to the prophet, I, the Lord, will answer him who comes according to the multitude of his idols." that it may seize the house of Israel by their heart, because they are all estranged from me by their idols. 
Mm, and you know, Nathan, really the thought there was that in Matthew chapter 23, verses one through seven, uh, we know the religious leaders, they, they were these pretenders. And, uh, you know, a lot of people think that they can't fool God, uh, excuse me, that they can fool, they can fool people, but you can't fool God. And at the uh, ultimately, God looks at the heart. And here in this case, he knew what was going on in their hearts, much like there's a lot of people out there that they think they're fooling uh, God, but they're not. And the reality is that if you don't have a relationship with the Lord, uh, you really are a pretender and, and you're only fooling yourself. And as we do these programs is to encourage you to come to the Lord, to recognize that God loves you, that God has a special plan for your life. And that starts with a relationship with Jesus Christ. So our hope is that if you if you want to sincerely come to the to come to Christ and stop pretending, we want to give you an opportunity right now for you to be able to enter into the kingdom of God. Nathan, would you be able to share with that individual in that minute or so that we have left, how that maybe they can start the relationship with the Lord? Right. It's time to put the idols of self away, the idols of the occult away, idols of money and fame and power. Uh, they will only lead to eventual destruction, especially eternal destruction. But Jesus Christ came and died on the cross for our sins. He beat death by resurrecting from the dead. And so the wrath of God is satisfied in the death of Jesus. When we put our faith and trust in him, we've accepted that free gift. Our sins are forgiven and we can stand in a right relationship with God once more. So if you do trust in the Lord Jesus as your Savior, then pray from your heart. I'm like, dear Jesus, please, I know I'm a sinner. I need the, your salvation. Lord, please free me of these idols. Free me of the occult. Uh, I want to know you, Lord, the truth, the righteousness and justice of the universe. Uh, help me be saved. Be the Lord and Savior of my life, and he will save you, he will cleanse you, and you will inherit eternal life with him. That is fantastic news. Thank you so much, Nathan. If you trusted in the Lord, hey, let us know. Uh, reach out to us, ChristInProphecy.org. We would love to pray with you and give you more information and so that you can continue in this wonderful relationship with the Lord. And we want to say congratulations and hallelujah. Nathan, thank you so much for sharing that wonderful news uh, with our audience. I'm so glad you all tuned in. Please tune in next week. We're looking forward to sharing the gospel with you.